Welcome to the Mom Docs Podcast. We are three chiropractors on a mission to empower moms and dads to intentionally choose health for their kids and families, to provide core principles to raise their families holistically, and to help parents take an active role in their family's health. Our goal is to provide families a philosophical approach to healthcare that steps away from the conventional and supports true health. Welcome back to another episode of The Mom Docs. We are super excited to be dropping a brand new episode for you on something that we have really observed. Honestly, since 2020, we started to see just a a change and a trend in how many women are approaching their birth experiences. And so we thought it'd be really an ideal time to break down and give you our, our rationale for why we think that Pregnancy is the ideal time to shift your healthcare paradigm. And I guess I'll just say it bluntly, walk away from the medical model. I, I personally think pregnancy is a time where we can take a woman and put the power back into her own hands on how she wants to have her pregnancy experience, even pre-pregnancy, but have her pregnancy experience, have her birth experience, have her postnatal experience, and really start to shift what model of healthcare do I choose for my family and what aligns with my philosophies and my belief on how the body was created and how it heals. And so our topic for today is really how and why we think pregnancy is the ideal time to shift your health paradigm and walk away from convention into real healthcare. You know, oftentimes the type of healthcare that we deliver in our clinics through chiropractic care and nutrition and detoxification and advice on how to move our bodies and oxygenate ourselves, that's often lumped into this thing called alternative healthcare. And our proposition today is that the alternative is drugs and surgeries and hospitals. And real healthcare is empowerment and honoring the way that our bodies are created to heal and walking in true health and freedom, knowing that we have a roadmap to do it. And so I think when I look at the issue I see with our healthcare system, I really think if we could take all pregnant moms and give them the right access to the right information, the right data, and then give them a roadmap to walk away from convention, there's not any, there's no one that would have, would deny that it's the right path to take. And so I want to hear from you guys, because we see, I mean, I can't even count how many probably it's in the tens of thousands of pregnant women that we have seen throughout our combined 30 plus years of clinical experience. So I want to hear from you guys, because not all of our patients choose to go the alternative route to do home births and not have pediatricians. So let's kind of open up with some of the differences that we see on those who choose convention versus those who choose to do a more holistic approach to their pregnancy and their birth process. So um, do you, have you guys had observations with that? Uh, yeah, we definitely have. Um, I think more so since COVID, um, prior to COVID, it was typically moms would kind of show up in our clinic after having done their first pregnancy and birth conventionally and maybe had a bad experience then heard that, you know, chiropractors can really impact um, 
well, the quality of the pregnancy as well as the duration and the quality of labor and delivery. And so our experience has really been, we get those like second and third um, births or pregnancies in the office, women that are just hungry to learn more about what they can do to improve the quality of their experience. Um, but during COVID, especially, and I know Dr. Natalie, you probably have a ton of examples too, but um, just seeing women leaving the conventional model, leaving their OB in the middle of their pregnancy, um, just because of everything that was going on with COVID, but also because it was waking people up to, um, okay, no, I, I want to do this differently. And I don't necessarily trust the conventional model anymore. Yeah. And one of the biggest trends that I feel like I see with moms, especially like there's a clear delineation of the ones that are um, doing it the traditional route versus the holistic route is I feel like the general trend is those in the convention, like doing things conventionally, seeing an OB, getting their ultrasounds. I do see a, a bigger trend of just they're, they're, they're going through their pregnancy more in a level of fear mm-hmm. versus empowerment and um, being excited and inspired to be on this journey. Um, you know, when you go the conventional route with an OB, they're often like looking for problems, right? So it ends up putting this mom in this mindset of, oh, I have an ultrasound. I'm worried. I hope everything looks okay. Right. All the testing and the genetic testing and everything that like the, the glucose test, like all of the tests and the things are constantly looking for problems. And I find women that are going through pregnancy in that model end up really um, just like we do with health, waiting until there's a problem and then hoping that the system has a solution for them from the outside in where holistic moms who are going the more holistic route are pouring more of their energy into prevention. They're taking care of their bodies better. They're taking on the responsibility of I'm going to be as healthy as I can be to have the best pregnancy to grow the healthiest baby. And the experience ends up being very different. I've had a couple um, stories with patients where, you know, they did the ultrasound and now my baby's too big. And And you sit there and you're like, wait a second. Like, if you are getting adjusted and you're living a healthy lifestyle, your body is not going to create a baby that's too big for you to birth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, another one, the ultrasounds of, well, your baby looks like they are missing a kidney or, you know, the things that they find, right? Like the accuracy is is not 100% yet. I've had a patient who was told your baby is likely going to need surgery right after they're born. So that mom, I mean, imagine your mindset going throughout your pregnancy so worried about this problem that they say your baby has. And it turns out baby was born and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, and it's such a, it's it's such a, it really is like, it's like an antiquated system of, well, we don't even consider you pregnant until you come in and we do an ultrasound and we hear a heartbeat. And until that point, you don't even get like, and, and it's treated like um, a diagnosed condition. Like we have to be able to diagnose you as pregnant, which means you have to follow our textbook, do this at this time, and you may not deviate from this path. And it's, that's, that's ancient healthcare. <laughs> that's, so, that's so wrong and bad and stupid versus saying, let's look at you as a human being. Oh, you've missed your period. And you were trying to you might be pregnant. Great. You peed on a little stick and your HCG levels are going up and awesome. And now we can start celebrating versus, okay, now we have to start 
looking for problems. And we have to do this ultrasound on this date to confirm this thing. And there's so much fear surrounding that versus looking at it as this beautiful process. And quite frankly, we think that if we follow the formula, it's a predictable, great outcome. And the truth of the matter is, is there's very little that you can do to change the course of your pregnancy. If for whatever reason that baby was not meant for this earth, it's not going to be here. And there's very little that we can do, especially in that first trimester. So to go through that first trimester living in fear and doubt and insecurity and uncertainty um, and anxiety serves legitimately no purpose. I, with all of my pregnancies, when I would get asked, hey, did you do an ultrasound? Oh, no, we, we didn't do an ultrasound. And then you get the classic, oh, I'm way too much of a control freak to wait to find out the gender. It's like, yeah, like, okay, I get it. We're all control freaks. There's a, a whole other reason not to do an ultrasound. But when I tell them that, it's not because I'm being negligent. It's because if there are no signs or symptoms that there is a problem with my pregnancy based on how I feel I'm not bleeding and I seem to be growing appropriately, everything appears to be on track, I'm not going to go digging around for problems because the accuracy of them is so low. And if what I found out on that ultrasound will not dictate my decision-making with my pregnancy, then there's legitimately no point in doing it. And I just think when you look at, okay, let's open the textbook of the conventional healthcare system that says, here's how you go through pregnancy. You do this on this date and you have this test on this date and you do a glucose test at 28 weeks and then you do an ultrasound at 32 weeks to check. And it's like, really? And then now you have to be induced at 39 weeks because heaven forbid you go to 40 weeks and have a baby that's too big for your body to push out of your vagina. Like you've got to be kidding me versus just stepping back and saying, you know what? On paper, that plan doesn't make sense. When I look at it on paper, what, what in that plan supports me, empowers me, gives me tools and resources to feed my cells and feed my baby with nourishment? What part of that plan talks about my peace? What part of that plan optimizes my pelvic position for a great pregnancy and a great labor and delivery? And when you look at it on paper, there's nothing there, which to me would be the first sign, hmm, maybe I need a different, different plan. And that can sometimes be considered, I don't know if you guys have had patients and their families when they decide to follow a more holistic route, get told, well, you're being reckless, you know, not having an OBGYN or doing a home birth or God forbid you don't have a pediatrician for your child. Like that's really reckless. And right. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I, when I, my own experience having a natural pregnancy, natural birth with my very first, none of my family had ever been exposed to that. So my parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, all looking at me like I was nuts and, oh, your baby could die and all these things. And I just chose not to live in fear. Um, But I know that that's probably the story for so many women that are just stepping into this world and realizing how powerful their bodies are to create a human being um, and birth a human being without intervention. Um, But that's a very foreign concept to so many people. I feel like um, that world has been really opened up in the last few years. Um, But it is, you know, that is something that we're up against as holistic practitioners is really just reminding people how powerful their bodies are to do this. Well, and I think like, to me, it's reckless to say, I'm going to 
sit on my hands and just show up for my appointments and wait for them to tell me if there's a problem and then do what they say. To me, that, that seems very reckless versus, wow, I would like to get pregnant. What's my game plan? You know, we've seen in the last however many years, Dr. Aaron, I know you did some of the research on it. Dr. Natalie, you were throwing some research on our, on our um, prep show notes um, as well, but that, you know, fertility rates are, are plummeting and uh, birth weights are plummeting. And so to sit back and say, well, I'm just going to wing it and get pregnant when I get pregnant and then just wing my pregnancy and just do what my OBGYN says. That to me feels like a, a really reckless game plan when there's so many things that we could be doing proactively on it legitimately on a daily basis to ensure we have optimal hormone levels to support a healthy pregnancy and that we're optimizing our body and our health to have a a great outcome in terms of labor and delivery and raising that child. Yeah. And I I feel like hopping in back to what you were saying is when you're choosing a home birth, I remember like, it's not an emergency, right? Like the process is not an emergency. I think we all grow up with watching the movies of like, oh my gosh, her water broke, rush her to the hospital. And we were along the same boat. Like when we decided like, we're going to have a home birth, I think people's first minds go to like, uh, what does that look like? And where's all the blood going to be? And how (laughs) in the world would you choose to like do that in your home? Um, and I think it, it does for a lot of people, it comes off as like negligent, like you're saying, and the opposite, it's like the opposite is true. Like the midwives that do home births are so hands-on and are so into prevention, right? Like, like we're talking about. And when you're taking your health into your own hands um, and you aren't waiting for the medical test to say that your glucose is too high because you are actively living a healthier lifestyle, like that that alone is going to prevent the majority of the complications that end up coming for women. And, um, you know, when you're living that lifestyle in the first place, there's no need and there's no fear and there's no need for a lot of those tests anyway. So yes, Dr. Natalie, it's, you're completely, it's completely accurate. It's the exact opposite. It's more engaged, more empowered, more proactive, more hands-on with team and support. I see I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who's planning a home birth who is not listening to podcasts and studying and reading books and gathering birth stories and, and really taking an active, not, hey, I'm just going to show up at the hospital and we'll, we'll see what happens. And hopefully the doctor I like is on call. It's, it's the complete opposite, which is really where I think, I don't think that is the, that is the solution to our broken healthcare system is people taking personal responsibility for their health and the health of their family and taking an active role in doing the things necessary to maintain health, not just saying, I'm going to wait for my diagnosis. I'm going to wait for my disease. I'm going to go on my medications because everyone in my family wound up that route really saying, no, I walk because here's the thing. If you don't actively walk away from conventional healthcare, you will end up in that system. Yes. And when you look at it and you say, well, that system really just has medications and surgeries to offer me. And so I don't know that that's necessarily the route for healthcare that I choose. And so I have to do something to not end up in it. Yes. that, That is the missing link. And I get that 
we sit back and we can look macroscopically at all of the issues politically and in our healthcare system and lobbying in the pharmaceutical industry and all of the money and all of the lies and deceit. And it's, it's, it's never ending the deeper you dive into it. But the antidote is then just to say, I just take personal responsibility for my household. And that's why in our house, when it comes to things like pregnancy, no, we don't treat pregnancy like a diagnosed condition and a disease. We treat it like a normal physiological process. And therefore, our action steps along the way need to align with that. It's also why in our household, none of, we don't have a pediatrician. I don't need someone to weigh my kids and tell me on a growth chart where they land. And my kids get adjusted at least every other week, if not weekly. My kids take proper supplements. They get outside. They're trained to move their bodies and think, you know, strong thoughts. Um, and when an emergency arises, you know what we do? We hop in the car and go to the emergency room. You know, we just, we had a, our first experience with that this last week when Roman cracked his head open because of course my wild child number three, <laughs> you know, falls off a little couch thing and bonks the back of his head on a stone table. And I don't need a pediatrician to then say, oh shoot, Sarah, you should probably take him to the emergency room. What I do is I look at it and the first words out of my mouth when I looked at Mark and saw the blood, I said, this is going to be our first ER visit because your mom gut knows. And you know what? You walk into the ER, they cannot deny you care. They will provide stabilizing procedures with or without a pediatrician, with or without your child being vaccinated, with or without insurance. They will take care of you and get you stable and then send you home in $397 later. And I don't have to take my kid to a pediatrician every eight weeks to get all these injections and crap just to have someone tell me that. And so I, I really think in light of everything that we've learned in 2020, and certainly in light of the bigness of the problem with our current healthcare system, that pregnancy is such a window and golden opportunity to take nine months to shift your paradigm and take your power back because decisions you make then and the philosophy you can adopt then really will dictate how that child is raised. And if you look at stats on how sick kids are, that's a big deal. And here's the thing with that, you're making me think about this. Like, think about the mindset. So this is why, again, this is the best time in your life to divorce the medical model. Think about the mindset that we're setting up for our kids when from day one, you know, the first two weeks and then the first six weeks and then every three months and then a year to go to the doctor. And and I hear this often that it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're framing for our kids that you go to the doctor to get your shots and that's going to keep you healthy. Right. Like that is the, the, the last mindset that I want my kids thinking is like, I have to go to the doctor every year because they're going to keep me healthy. Like right. that is the biggest lie that we could ever infiltrate into our kids from such a young age. Like our kids are like, they like health does not come from the doctor. Health does not come from what's in the vial. Health comes from within. And we, especially through COVID had to, to fight real hard with our kids to ingrain that thought into their minds, right? Yep. Like, well, it comes from within and it comes from your choices. And we're, we're deficient or we have to be reactive to viruses, bacteria. I mean, it's that same concept of birth as an emergency. And so I love what you just said, Natalie, um, because it is, it's setting the standard from day one um, that these kids are just going to, this is how they're going to view their bodies and how they're going to view their peers and I know personally, like I was ripped out of that model 
um, in my 20s. So I know what it's like to grow up as a kid and be fearful and be constantly sick and, you know, think that I'm deficient and that I need something from the outside, a medicine or a shot in order to survive and be healthy, which is the biggest lie. Well, and I think it, I don't want to be remiss in saying that there is a time and place for our current healthcare system. You know, some pregnancies do end up really needing life-saving interventions and some, you know, health conditions really do end up needing life-stabilizing interventions. But to rely on that as a model to keep you well is where we really go amiss. Yes. And that's why I think looking at pregnancy, because we all have the moms who very much, you know, they couldn't stick to great nutrition or they perhaps couldn't quit smoking or they couldn't give up the diet soda, but then they get pregnant and suddenly they can quit smoking and they can give up some of the things in life that they thought were addictions that they couldn't break. But they have this perspective of now I have to care for a, a growing human being inside of me. What a gift, what a privilege. And now it changes how I act and behave and so to me, I feel like if we can hit that window of you're thinking differently, you're taking a, a, a bigger perspective here on how your choices matter and start shifting towards choices and a model for healthcare that aligns with empowerment and education and allowing the body to truly heal. And you could do that over the course of nine months. That's enough time to really shift a whole family's paradigm and get them to walk away from our current healthcare system, which would be the only way that we fix our current healthcare system. So, just to give our listeners some resources or like a, an action step. So, for anybody that's listening that maybe is thinking about becoming pregnant for the first or the third or the fourth time, and they really are curious about doing it naturally this this time what would be the best first step they can take towards doing that? I think when, so for me, I didn't, wasn't raised in this model. And so I was actually, I just started chiropractic school and someone oh, said to me, oh, when you have a baby, you're going to have it naturally and not vaccinate it, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm getting an epidural and I will, this is like the 21st century. My child will be vaccinated, all of these things. And so my first step was just to have someone question me and, and she, her name was Jenna. And she just very, she said, well, why, why would you, why are you choosing that? Why are you choosing an epidural and why would you choose to vaccinate? And so I really think the first step for most people is to just start asking questions. And then I really encourage moms, whether it's in, in regards to pregnancy and their plan for pregnancy or in regards to pediatrician and their plan for how they are going to deal with that first two years of having a kid. Are you going convention? Or are you going to, my first step is I say, get on paper what the conventional game plan is. Call an OBGYN and have them lay out their, their game plan for your nine month pregnancy and your birth and just get it on paper. Same thing that I say to a, a, an expecting mom when she's like, should I vaccinate? Should I not vaccinate? I say, you need to get the vaccine schedule written down on paper what are they going to give you at the hospital? What are the pros and cons of it? What are the risks of it? What are they going to give you at that eight-week well-baby visit? What are the pros and cons of it? Study the disease. Get it all written down so then you know, hey, because power to you. If you decide, I wrote it down and I decided based on a bunch of research 
I have fully, I have full informed consent. I know the game plan and I agree to it. Well, then I super respect you for, for doing your homework and making a decision where I struggle is when you didn't know that you had a decision to make in the first place and you didn't know what you were walking into. And that right there is really scary. So that to me, that's my first step. Um, I also really love if most people listening to this are kind of leaning down that path anyway. I think we can agree to mm-hmm. that. So I really love, because I think now it's a, a matter of getting your family and your husband on board. So um, I actually don't even know if you can watch this docu- documentary anymore, but the business of being born, I've Listen. given that out to so many people just as a first eye-opening exposure to how our current healthcare system deals with pregnancy. And I think that that's a really good first step. You give someone a book and most husbands aren't going to read it, but put on a Ricky Lake documentary and you might have a shot at getting someone to watch it. So between looking at the conventional game plan and that first documentary, I think those are really good, just initial baby steps. Cool. I think that's huge. And what I, what I was going to say lines up with what you just mentioned, like for me, whatever it is, whether it's home birth or in the hospital or vaccinate or not, like what you're describing is it's making an informed, active choice and not just going along with whatever they tell you is the next step, right? It's um, like, this is when, like, this is your body, this is your baby. And I always tell parents, like, this is when, like, like you said, people, they'll only regret it after it's done because they often, when, when moms that I've spoke to who did have adverse reactions or their kids had adverse reactions, they were so frustrated because they didn't even realize that they were making the choice to do it mm-hmm. because it was just what they were told to do. And they went along with it. Like they didn't even actually actively make a choice in their mind that yes, this is what I want. So what's, what Dr. Sarah is saying there is it's, it is, it's, it's actually getting the information, gathering the information from both sides sitting down, talking through it, thinking about it and asking yourself those questions and, and making an informed choice for yourself and for your baby, I think is, is so huge. Dr. Aaron, what do you recommend? You know, I think, um, listening to podcasts like this, uh, because a lot of it is so new and it's so overwhelming that there's so much information out there because that's really, I mean, you're, you're starting to question everything you've probably ever been told. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'll be honest, like my first birth was in a birthing center. I didn't have any friends who had given birth naturally at the time when I gave birth to my first. So I did a natural birth in a birthing center because for some reason that just gave me more peace. Yes. Um, and it was a beautiful experience. I had three subsequent home births, but it took me a little while to do research, figure out what I was comfortable with, look at the pros and cons of, you know, the conventional route versus the natural route. Um, I had a great midwife. So I think someone starting out, maybe just get in touch with a midwife who's been doing this for a long time, who can sit down with you and talk to you about, you know, what your hopes and goals and dreams are for your pregnancy and your birth. Um, And then they can point you in the right direction because ultimately, you know, it really is up to you to figure out what works best for you. Um, And, but I, I did find that having a great midwife, who was available, you know, to answer my questions was a game changer. I mean, if we really could just get every pregnant woman to meet with a midwife to see the stark contrast between 
the way they are treated and the amount of time that they have and the way that they are spoken to in the typical OBGYN office, and I won't say that they're all the same because I'm sure there's some great ones, compared to I'd probably take any midwife, even the worst midwife ever, and just have that conversation of the way that we get told. Now, home births are on the rise, and so we are starting to see just a little bit more midwives that are more medically minded and maybe a little bit more fearful. So that I always encourage moms interview multiple. Yeah. If you think you want a hospital birth, go to every hospital, ask for a tour, meet with them, get their game plan. Because listen, pregnancy is nine months and it's such a beautiful design. You can make, you can make the decision really late, late in the game. If you, if you need to, That's so true. Take all of your time to make sure that you are the one making a great choice for you and your family. And you know, you understand all the pros and all the cons of it. That's great. Okay. So we will wrap here. Thank you all so much for listening today. We really do think that pregnancy is a special window to potentially be able to walk away from our current healthcare paradigm and step into one that honors the way that your body was created to heal. And so we appreciate you taking the time to spend with us and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on the Mom Docs podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you can give is to share this with others and leave us a review on iTunes. By subscribing to our podcast, you'll never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.